Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 5 Red Lights Formula 1 podcast. A podcast focusing on all things Formula 1 and pretty much whatever I want to ramble about that day. Please don't forget to rate the podcast where available and be sure to follow our social media at 5 Red Lights Podcast on Instagram and at 5 Red Lights F1 on Twitter. In this episode, I'm going to be considering whether McLaren stand a semi-decent chance of being a top team again in 2022 following the new regs because, you know, it's got a few podiums this season and people are talking. Now, to be honest, I'm sure... A decent amount, if not all of the people who listen to this podcast know a pretty decent amount about F1 anyway. Um, but I like talking about it, so we're going to go over McLaren. Um, they were founded in 1963 by Bruce McLaren, um, an Australian, and their original logo was a bit naff. If you look at it, it looks like it was designed on paint by a year seven. Um, they currently have the second most race wins after Ferrari. Uh, they have 182, Ferrari have 238. Um, and Ferraris probably won't be increasing for quite a while. So Mercedes are third on 118, um, and McLaren are the second oldest team after Ferrari that still compete, if you get what I mean. Um, they entered their first race in Monaco in 1966, um, and then they scored their first win at Spa two years later in 1968. They won their first uh, Drivers' and Constructors' Championship in 1974 with Fittipaldi, and since then, they've won seven more constructors, with the most recent being in '98, and they've won 11 more drivers' um, titles, with um, the most recent being Lewis Hamilton, of course, in 2008. And they didn't win the constructors that year; it was Ferrari. Um, however, despite a glorious past, the team has faced a somewhat serious drop-off, as anyone who's watched F1 in the last 10 years or so will remember. Um, they've not had a, actually, they actually had a win. Um, they've not had a win since Jensen Button won in Brazil in 2012, which is not great. Um, they finished third in the constructors in 2012, and then they absolutely shat it. Really, they came fifth, fifth, ninth, sixth, ninth again in 2017, and then since 2018 they've come sixth, fourth in 2019, third in 2020, and they're currently third. So um, 2019. Um, sorry, 2020 saw after an eight-year gap, McLaren finally returned to the constructors' championship podium, as it were. Which is, well, considering the past of the team, to see them on the low for that long is quite sad. Of course, before um, Sainz's podium in Brazil in 2019, the last podium was actually scored by Kevin Magnussen and um, Jensen Button, who finished second and third in the 2014 Australian Grand Prix. But then they didn't score any more podiums after that that season or until 2019 and they only finished fifth that year so a good start and then they bottled it it seems um this season with their new mercedes engines they've managed to score two podiums in five races both from lando daniel's not been as fast as we thought he would be but i hope it's coming um but two podiums in five races it does kind of beg the question um are they on their way back to the top well like first it needs to be like you can't understate how difficult it is to get to the top again like the jump that's required to get to the top of the midfield and fighting for the odd podium pales in comparison to what's needed for a team to make the jump from like occasional podiums to winning races um like aston martin just look at them they've got all that they've got a high budget they've got like lawrence stroll funding them out of the years um and even this year they it's not certain if they're going to score points. Like, yeah, 
they say that oh it's because of the new regulations but there's new regulations next year so you never know if the momentum's going to carry on you know that team won a race at the end of last year and look at them now um Brown, Zach Brown hasn't been shy in saying that he thinks McLaren's hard work and development will all come together in 2022 but um, it's his job to attract sponsors and be the face of the team so of course he's not going to sit there and be like uh, no I think we're going to be I think we're going to be in the midfield again like obviously he's going to talk it up so take that with a pinch of salt um, McLaren to be fair to them they are outspent by the front three teams by quite a lot of money um, Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes will spend a lot more but the cost cap um, I have been led to believe by the internet so if it's wrong don't shout at me um, but I've been led to believe um, that the cost cap is actually quite similar to the budget that McLaren are currently operating on so they won't have to change their operations much to comply with the cost cap whereas teams like Mercedes and Ferrari and Red Bull they're having to like shift staff around have redundancies and stuff just to make um themselves comply with that regulation so maybe that could benefit mclaren like this is the way to always work with this budget so that could be a factor i don't particularly think it'll be a big factor because if anyone could figure out moving a few people around it would be mercedes so there is that um speaking of mercedes the switch to mercedes engines hasn't cocked them up as much as some people feared they would because like obviously because this season was meant to be the new regs and then they delayed it because of coronavirus and that they had limited number amount of um development tokens and because they were changing engines which was meant to be for the new regs and that but obviously it's not now uh, mclaren had to change their car to fit that new engine which used up most of their development tokens and people thought that oh well other teams can develop and mclaren are having to spend it all fitting this new engine um but you know it's clearly not slowed them down much and they've started even better than they finished last season so fair play to them like, it just shows like the overall strength of the package and hopefully that carries across into 2022 because the more competitive teams the better but you just never really know um and like if they're looking this good in these regs that have had seven whatever however many seven years to develop um the mercedes engines carrying across it's the same engine for the new cars um so hopefully this progress will carry on so zach brown's the ceo and then andreas seidel he's the uh, team principal isn't he i should know this team print let's call him the team principal or whatever he is um he's made it clear that mclaren have a very set plan for when they're switching their development focus onto the 2022 car um hopefully so like the worry like i have a bit of a worry that red bull are gonna see the potential of a championship this year and beeline to it tunnel vision we want this championship we want to beat mercedes um which may mean that their car for next year gets postponed a bit which i hope doesn't happen however mclaren if their car is comfortably top of the midfield which i really think it is um well the ferrari's there and thereabouts but i think the mclaren is more consistent um hopefully that means they can switch to the 2022 car in a timely fashion um not you know not quite as a dramatic switch as Haas's switch um which is to just pretend uh, 2021 doesn't exist and just humiliate schumacher a bit but um yeah hopefully they can get the switch right and they've got their engine and they've got the people i mean there's no reason they couldn't carry on into 2022 so yeah i mean the transition into 2022 if they can balance it well 
they should be fine. Um, if they can maintain third in the constructors for a second year in a row, it'll do my world, uh, world a good with, well, first of all, confidence, because they know they've got the third fastest car. Um, and also funding, because um, prize money, F1 is just literally a business. So um, prize money never goes amiss. Um, but then that being said, they are having to, they are going to have to maybe hold off Ferrari for third place this season, who are looking more and more like their old selves. And like Monaco, they made, Monaco flattered them a bit. I don't think they're actually that good. Um, and I think it was Bonotto did say that he doesn't expect to be back on the podium for the rest of the year. But I don't really think Mercedes expected to get uh, McLaren expected to get two podiums this early in the season. So you never know. It could be a fight between. Like last year, there was the fight between McLaren and Renault. Um, maybe this year we can have a fight between McLaren and Ferrari for third place in the constructors. And if you just close your eyes and pretend, it'll just be like the 70s when they used to fight for titles, but they've dropped it and they're fighting for third, fighting for third and fourth. And like the, traje the trajectory is all good. Um, when Zach Brown came in, the McLaren car was embarrassingly sparse in terms of sponsors. Like the 2017 car is practically naked. Um, it's just an, a horrific design with a very little sponsorship. Um, I think half the sponsorship was Fernando Alonso's Camoa brand, um, which is never, which is never great. But now Zach Brown, well, his old his old deal is advertisement. So if anyone can get sponsorship, and that it can be him. Um, so I mean, the car is definitely unrecognisable. They've actually got sponsors on it, and I mean that shows. First of all, it shows confidence. Like, whatever he's saying to people behind the scenes, it shows confidence in. How McLaren are going to progress, um, and more importantly, it gives them the money to keep on progressing. Because I mean, if you look at Haas, they've really got well, they've got Mick Schumacher's sponsor, and then they've got Nikita Mazepin's dad. And if Mazepin's dad decides that he doesn't want to spend money to his, he doesn't want to give his mom, his son the money to embarrass himself every Sunday, then Haas are uh, essentially buggered if they lose that sponsorship. However, McLaren are in a much less precarious situation. So that's good news as well. Now also, and which is something that I don't think can be overstated, um, is the fact that they have Lando on a long-term deal. Because, I mean, if you look at it, like Ricardo's a highly rated driver. Like he was great at Red Bull. Um, he did some great drivers at Renault. Then he's come to McLaren and he's suffered. Um, but Lando seems to absolutely love the car. I mean, yeah, he has had three years to get used to it, but at the same time, like, Dragging, he's dragging it to podiums and he's dragging it to like really high qualifying results and stuff so he likes the car um, he gets on well with the team clearly like Zach Brown thinks the sun shines out of his ass, or I mean that's the way it seems um, so hopefully with the confidence and his relationship with the team um, he can help develop the car into a race winner um, that being said I, I mean I'm, I think Ricardo has a contract for next year doesn't he I mean I can't imagine he'd ever go for a one year deal um, so it'll be interesting to see I really don't know how different the new cars will be to these cars in terms of drivability like if you look at like Vettel Vettel absolutely loved the old cars and then these new cars he's, he's either not fast he doesn't have the confidence to be aggressive besides like occasionally um, and like when he was in that Ferrari he just used to spin it constantly and like other examples Mark Webber Mark Webber loved the groove tyre and then they switched to Pirelli and it all went a bit tits up. Well, you know, he still did alright, but he wasn't as, as fast really. Um, so hopefully, um, 
Lando's pace, etc, etc, carries on into the new regs. Um, yeah, but anyway, I think the McLaren stand a decent chance. I mean, it's a team with history, resources, they've got good people, they've got good drivers, and they've got really good management. Zach Brown knows what he's doing. Seidel's won Le Mans however many times. He's been in F1 for, well, in motorsport for years. They know what they're on about. Um, so personnel-wise, they're sorted. Driver-wise, especially with Lando, long-term deal, sorted. Um, money, sorted. So it just it's just literally a matter of them getting on top of the regulations. Hopefully, they have the people who they need in the right places to be able to find some sort of advantage. I personally would like to see them winning races next year. I have a sneaky suspicion um, Mercedes have had their 2022 car ready for the last four years somehow. Um, and they're just going to come out ridiculously fast. But, you know, you know, we can hope. Even if, even if in 2022 McLaren win two, three races, even one race, I'll be happy. And I think it's going to happen. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, I think all F1 fans, maybe not Ferrari fans, are hoping to see a McLaren team who can compete for wins again. Um, if you enjoyed, please follow the podcast. Give it a rate if you're listening on a platform where you can rate it. Um, and don't forget to follow social media at 5 Red Lights Podcast on Instagram and at 5 Red Lights F1 on Twitter. Cheers again and um, see you next time.